Spanish Obsessed Beginners, episode 33. Uses of tener. Buenos días a todos y buenos días a ti, Liz. Hola, Rob. Buenos días. Buenos días, eh, mundo. <laughs> <laughs> and today is definitely spring here in Spanish Obsessed Towers. <laughs> you might even be able to hear the first lawnmowers of the season outside, making it through into the podcast. So we're feeling sunny. We've just been out for a sunny walk, which is an incredibly boring thing to say, but there's really nothing else going on at the moment. <laughs> yes. Es muy bonito afuera. Es muy bonito afuera. Hace sol y el cielo está azul. azul. So in today's podcast, we're going to be looking at the very useful verb, which is... Tener. I know we've been looking at quite a few verbs recently, but this is really useful because it's something which I keep saying, but one of the ways to sound less like a native English speaker, or one of the ways to sound less like translated Spanish is to really learn how to use some of these most common verbs in more natural ways. And these common verbs, just like in English, they have lots of different uses, not all of which map that neatly to the kind of basic English translation. So with tener, this is a very common verb in English and Spanish. And the usual meaning, of course, is to have, as in possession. But when you pair it with other contexts in Spanish, the translation could be make or do or something else entirely. And that's what we're going to look at today. Those uses of tener, which aren't so obvious in English. So we're going to assume that you already know the conjugations. We're not going to go through those now. We will put them in the notes. And don't forget that tener is a stem changing verb. So that means the e becomes ye, el tiene. And it's also a go verb. So yo tengo. We'll also put a link to a Spanish from scratch podcast, which I think we did, <laughs> which goes through all the conjugations in case you need those. So, on to the first use. This is like the most common use, and that's with possession. So, I have a thing. A thing belongs to me. So, how could you say, I have two cats? Tengo dos gatos. And then, a special one for Colombia, I have a hen. <laughs> Tengo una gallina. Liz insisted we put that one in. <laughs> and then one which is more relevant for me. I don't have any money. No tengo plata. No tengo plata. Remember, plata is used in Colombia and a few other South American countries, understood all around the Spanish-speaking world. It literally means silver but is understood and is used to mean money. I can't remember in Spain the word for plata. Yeah, they say pasta. Oh. No tengo pasta. Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, I've got, no, I've got no pasta and I've got no silver. So that's with possession. And then as in English as well, we can also use tener with descriptions of people or things. So how could we say he or she has long hair? Él o ella 
tiene pelo largo. And here's a very common use of tener, which is different from English, and that's with age. So, how could you say, I am 30 years old? Tengo 30 años. Right, so we don't say literally I am, we say I have an age. And you probably already know this, but it's one of the most common mistakes which we hear with some of our students. When they say, you know, I am whatever age, they always say, or not always, but they often say, estoy 30 años, or whatever. And it's a really common mistake, so remember, with age, you use tener. And so, it's also in our for the English learners as well. Yeah. <laughs> Took so, me time to... <laughs> when I first met Liz, uh, she said, I have... 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I think you still do say that sometimes. It's, but it's a really easy, common one to slip mm. up on. So, tener, used with possession, with descriptions, and with age. So, with that in mind, how could you say, I have a cat? Tengo un gato. I have a cat which is 10 years old. Tengo un gato que tiene 10 años. And then finally, I have a black cat which is 10 years old and has green eyes. Tengo un gato negro que tiene 10 años y tiene ojos verdes. So using tener with possession, with a description and with age there. Probably not the most common sentence that you'd use, but that illustrates how tened is commonly used. So then let's come on to what I'll call special expressions using tened. These are expressions which the literal translation in English sounds a bit weird, but it helps you sound really natural in your Spanish. So it's worth learning these and worth kind of looking out for them as you hear and listen to Spanish. What's the first one, Liz? Tener sentido. Tener sentido. Literally, to have sense. Well, that means to make sense. So, how could you say it doesn't make sense? No tiene sentido. How would you say that makes a lot of sense? Eso tiene mucho sentido. And I hear that a lot, especially, you know, when you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you, I hear that all the time. I'm just joking. I usually hear, no tiene sentido. Mm -hmm. I'm not making any sense. So when, we, when you want to emphasize it, like that makes a lot of sense or that makes so much sense, we say, tiene mucho sentido. What's our next special use of tener? Tener razón. Tener razón. So, literally here, tener razón, to have reason, that translates as to be right. So, for Spanish speakers, you have the reason means you are right. That kind of being right is like a possession for them. Mm -hmm. It's quite a nice metaphor. So, how would you say you're right? Tienes razón. Tienes razón. How would you say you're wrong, as in, 
You're not right. No tienes razón. No tienes razón. So, again, that's probably something I hear very often from you. <laughs> no tiene sentido y no tienes razón. Some of Liz's most common phrases. <laughs> How would you say you're completely right? Tienes toda la razón. Tienes toda la razón. And right. I hear that from Robbie Love. Oh, yeah, this is the one I say to Liz the most. So remember with razón, it's a feminine noun. So that means it's la razón. Being feminine, that's toda la razón. And that means you're completely right. So when sí. you want to emphasize, tienes toda la razón. Sí, es más común. Tienes toda la razón. And our final special use of tener is... Tener en cuenta. Tener en cuenta. Literally, to have in count. Again, strange translation. That's usually a good sign. And that means to bear in mind. So, mm -hmm. how would you say you have to bear in mind? Hay que tener en cuenta. I like this one. Yeah, so that's one possible translation. Hay que, you have to, or one has to, tener en cuenta. Or how would you say, it's very important to bear in mind that da-da-da-da-da. Es muy importante tener en cuenta que da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, there, there are probably other ways of saying that as well, but... Tener en cuenta is usually used kind of unconjugated like that. So mm. you have to bear in mind or it's important to bear in mind. You don't really hear someone say, tengo en cuenta que. Probably will hear it, but it's good to learn expressions using tener en cuenta attached to something else. So hay que tener en cuenta or es muy importante tener en cuenta. There, I'm sure, are lots of other examples. Maybe we'll drop a few more examples in the notes which you can check out, of course, as I meant to mention at the start of the podcast, <laughs> pro members get access to the notes, transcription, translations, and exercises for this and all other courses. My little plug, which I have to do in every episode. <laughs> Come to SpanishObsessed.com forward slash go dash pro to find out more. But there you go. That is tener, a few uses. There's tons more uses of tener as well, but these are some good ones to get you started and start using this really useful verb in a few new ways. Well. Bueno, Liz. <laughs> Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima. Gracias.